This is a special edition of the Model Railway Show. I'm Trevor Marshall. Jim and I and the rest of the crew are enjoying a summer hiatus, but it's that time of year again. The NMRA National Convention was in full swing over the past week, and as we record this, the National Train Show is underway. This year, the convention and show are in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Joining me now is the Model Railway Show's graphics guru, Otto Vondrak, who is at the National Train Show with Carson's Publications. Otto, thanks for checking in. Hey, thanks, Trevor. It's good to be here. Before we get to the show itself, how was the drive across from the East Coast? You have quite a trip to get there, don't you? Oh, yeah. Well, it's, uh, I get to drive across some interesting parts of Pennsylvania and Ohio, and it's great to be here in Michigan. There's a lot of great rail rings to see here. Grand Trunk and Canadian National and CSX and Norfolk Southern and handful of short lines, even Amtrak. So we've been very entertained on our way out here. you got a good variety of rail fanning opportunities then. Yeah, I may have stopped once or twice on the way out here. Perfect. Okay, well, you've been there for a couple of days now, I guess, uh, setting up and then exploring the show. What are you seeing? What's new and exciting for model railway manufacturers this year? Well, I got to talk to many of our manufacturers and many uh, of our cottage industries around the show and a lot of interesting announcements from many of the companies. Athern is releasing new mechanical reefers with sound, which I thought was really cool. I mean, how many times do we see the freight train crossing in front of us and all of a sudden you hear the unmistakable growl of mechanical refrigeration? And I think that will be a nice addition to some of our freight trains. And they also let us know that new Norfolk Southern Heritage units will be coming throughout the year. So you'll get to add those colorful heritage paint schemes to your layout soon. Walked over to Atlas, and Atlas is continuing to issue their heavyweight passenger cars that they inherited from the uh, Branch Line series, and those look great. Also, they had some N-scale and HO-scale streetlights that they are going to be releasing over the next year. And that's a great detail for anyone modeling a suburban scene or a city scene. That little bit of light just adds life and dimension, and it gives more depth to a scene. And it sure I think would, yeah. are something that many of us ignore or we think are too difficult to add, but Atlas makes it pretty easy. Yes, it sure um, would. I hear they're also doing an S2 and N scale, an Alco engine, which uh, I know a number of people, including uh, Byron Henderson from the Layout Design SIG, have just been itching to get their hands on one of those. So that's good news. Yes, I talked about that today, and they're excited as well. They didn't have the uh, production samples to show yet, but it was definitely uh, on the priority list of things to offer. I also walked over to True Line Trains, and they debuted a new Canadian-specific prototype, the 8-hatch ice reefer. That was pretty nifty to see. I've never seen that before. And that was a nice clean casting. I think a lot of people are going to be excited about that. They also had new test shots of their MP36, which has become the new standard passenger locomotive for uh, passenger commuter trains across North America. So I think a lot of people are going to be anxious to get their hands on MP36, especially with all the new commuter-specific equipment that's coming out over the next few years. People who want to model what they see every day on their ride to and from work are going to have uh, that opportunity very soon. Also interesting from True Line Trains, they had an interesting line of new figures in HO scale. And I'm trying to find delicate, politically correct ways to describe these figures, but let's just say you probably run into them on the bad side of town. And I'll let you go. You can visit their website, uh, True Line Trains, and see more details about these very specific figures that they are introducing in HO scale. So I also uh, talked to Tangent. Tangent is releasing a number of Pullman Standard covered hoppers the Pullman Standard 4750 and also the Pullman Standard 4740 series covered hoppers, most likely seen on grain trains throughout the Midwest. And also they're very excited about their new Bethlehem quad hopper that they've just released. So those are great new pieces in HO scale. Intermountain is re-releasing their popular HO scale auto racks 
each road name being released in four different road numbers, which will be great for people trying to assemble long trains of auto wrecks. They are also very excited about their new two-bay hopper that's going to come out this fall. And just so you think that N and Z scale have not been ignored, they have many new products coming out. They had a release of Z scale hoppers that sold out immediately that they're going to re-release soon. And also they have a new HO scale SD40-2W specific to the Canadian National coming out in HO scale with the N scale version following soon after. I spoke with Art Fahey from Bar Mills Models, and he was very excited to talk about his new line of structures called New Classics, which is a series of small craftsman kits, each under $50. And that's his way of trying to keep the hobby affordable and approachable for people who want to get into craftsman kits but are daunted by the larger structures that also carry a larger price tag sometimes. What a great and idea. They are starting with six new kits. They all have small footprints and many detail castings and unique architectural features. And they're intended to be foreground models. Just because they're a little less expensive doesn't mean they're any less detailed. And what Art is hoping is that people will adopt these new kits and enjoy that sense of accomplishment from finishing a project, which will then encourage them to watch go on to other projects. City Classics is offering modernized storefronts for their line of traditional city buildings. And these are the kind of storefronts you'd see where they may have gotten a little bit of a facelift in the 40s or 50s where the traditional cast iron facade would be removed and replaced with uh, tile or steel. And these are the kinds of small retail two- and three-story structures you'd find in any city. And I think they help fill in a niche for people trying to populate their downtowns. Also new from City Classics, they're getting ready to introduce a line of window awnings that will fit in the windows of their popular buildings. I think this is a great detail that's often overlooked because... We don't think about it now that we have modern air conditioning, but before the advent of air conditioning, you had awnings to keep your structures cool to shield you from the sun. And I think that's going to be a great detail for a lot of these mid-century and earlier layouts. Exact Rail had the show of buzz with the debut of their new prototype profile wheel sets in HO and N scale. And quite literally, they are reinventing the wheel. What's great about these wheel sets, they give you the prototype look because they actually follow the contours that you see on a modern freight car truck. And those are currently in production. They're manufacturing them in their facility in Utah, and they hope to have those out for retail later this year. Another manufacturer I spoke to is Malaco. They are a Canadian manufacturer, and they're releasing a new insulated boxcar in HO scale. And this prototype would be found in freight trains from the 60s and 70s on through to today. Insulated boxcars are used to carry groceries and are used for bulk shipments all across the country. And they're being offered in several road names, and they'll be available later this year. I see that Pico has introduced an HON three-track system, which I guess will be perfect for people wanting to run their Blackstone Models Colorado three-foot equipment. That was pretty cool to see. I wasn't expecting that. Pico had a great display of the new HON three-track and switches. That's going to be available later this fall. I was also surprised to see they're actually offering a 9-millimeter scale track in true HON 30, and that'll also be available later this year. And for those of you who might not know, Pico already has a well-established line of ON30 tracks that's been around for the last 25 years or so. So Pico has been quietly serving narrow-gauge modelers for some time, and now they're making the jump into HO scale. One of the details I noticed of their track is their HON3 series lacks tie plates. So you have the model of the tie and the spike and the rail, because most of your three-foot and two-foot gauge railways were not using tie plates. They were just spiking rail directly to the wooden ties. And 
Pico's track models that perfectly. Nice little effect there, too. A nice way to show the difference between standard gauge and narrow gauge. And, of course, Canadian modelers and our, our British listeners will be very familiar with Pico. They're one of the staples that we've been using for a long time. So it's nice to see that they're introducing such interesting stuff that's North American-specific. Uh, How about the Carson's booth, Otto? Uh, you've been working there, and, of course, you've got a couple of new books out this year. You worked on uh, the book Rail Fan for Life, which was the collection of Hal Carson's photos. You and I talked about that on the Model Railway show earlier this year. And more recently, you have a new book out on scenery done by Paul Scholes, who has also appeared on the show. Are you doing a brisk business at the booth? Uh, any feedback from customers on those titles or other stuff you've got at the booth? It's been a great day for us here at the show. Uh, we've had a lot of people come through and ask for the book. We've only got it from the printers in the last week or so. And people have been seeing our announcements online and in the magazine. They've been coming to ask for it. It was a very popular series that we ran in Railroad Model Craftsman under the header of Scenery Clinic. And editor Chris Lane took that information and worked with Paul Scholes to expand it with more text and more photos. So it's not just a straight reprint from the magazine. It's actually a whole new book that we're offering to our readers. And what's great is that it really breaks down Paul's methods into easy-to-follow steps. So anyone who feels the slightest bit intimidated by scenery should not be and should pick up this book, and they can create wonderful realistic scenes for their model railroad as well. Sounds great. Now, the other thing I always enjoy at going to any of these conventions is the exhibition layouts on display. Have there been any layouts or displays that have caught your eye, maybe something with a local theme? There's been a lot of great layouts here in all scales. I've seen Z, N, H, O, O, a lot of great displays here. One that stuck out in particular is an HL modular group, and one of the fellows has a working bascule bridge. And he was joking with me that he hasn't been able to run any trains all day because people keep asking him to come over and open and close the bridge. And that kind of stuck out in my mind. It's a great-looking model. His buddies in the modular group must just love him then because he keeps opening the bridge when they're trying to run their trains. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All traffic stops and the bridge is open. There's been a lot of great things to see here. I haven't had time to take them all in because I've been busy uh, working in the booth, of course, but I hope to be able to see more of it throughout the weekend. We're here for one more day, and then we pack up, and uh, the convention is winding down. We've met people from not only all over the country, but also internationally. There are folks here from Japan, New Zealand, Australia, England. It's just been great to meet so many people and have them uh, talk about our products and just generally just talk railroading and, you know, the thing that we all enjoy. Well, Otto, it sounds like you're having a great time at the show. Thanks for checking in with us, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the weekend there. You're welcome, Trevor, and I just want to say thank you to the NMRA and thanks to all the volunteers who put on Grand Rails 2012. I've been hearing great things from all the participants here. And I think sometimes we forget that there are many, many people who work many long years to put these events together, and I think that's a testament to how smoothly everything ran. Grand Rapids is a great host city, and we're already looking forward to 2013, which will be in Atlanta, Georgia next year. So we're getting ready for that. Perfect. You have to brush up on your uh, your peach recipes and your uh, southern railroads, I guess. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. Well, thanks for checking in again, Otto. I've been speaking with Otto Vondrak, who is part of the Carson's Publications team, working the National Train Show in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Thanks for listening. I'm Trevor Marshall. I hope you're enjoying your summer and remind you that Jim Martin and I will be back in September with new episodes of The Model Railway Show. Mm-hmm.